0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talkin' Ball with Pat Leonard. I am the New York Daily News NFL columnist and Giants beat writer. It's been a long, difficult week in the NFL with the Demar Hamlin incident in Cincinnati. So thankful as I sit here and record this podcast on a Friday to know that Hamlin is now awake and speaking with his Buffalo Bills teammates, has spoken with friends and family, is neurologically intact according to doctors, and has still has a long way to go in his recovery. But given what we saw on the field, how traumatic that was, how frightening that was, just can't imagine being somebody close to him and spoke to a lot of people who are close to him in the Giants locker room and observed observed all of these interviews with Bengals players, Bills players, staff members. And not only do I feel for all these people, but I think my overriding takeaway from the week and from the incident is I am proud to be associated with, in some small small way, a group of people in the NFL, players and staff and organizations that have been able to be so empathetic and rally around each other and rally around a young football player. And there's all these different offshoot issues that have been discussed and had to be discussed in certain ways regarding the scheduling of games and how to determine playoff seating and everything like that. Uh, But I think that the focus needs to remain on how positive um, so many people reacted to this. And, you know, I think of Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, going out of his way to say publicly on the microphone that the Bengals receiver, T. Higgins, should not blame himself for being tackled on that play when DeMar Hamlin stood up and then collapsed on the ground. And saying that the Bills don't blame T. Higgins and that they want him to get some relief now that DeMar Hamlin is beginning to recover. The hero, Denny Kellington, the assistant trainer, the assistant athletic trainer with the Buffalo Bills, administering CPR and according to the doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, the immediate recognition and impressive recognition of the lack of a pulse of Hamlin on the field. And The fact that he was administered CPR and then a defibrillator so quickly is the only reason he likely is still alive. What a tremendous example of individuals not only being brave, but also being prepared when they are called upon, when they don't know when that moment is going to be. And I think that the NFL and the NFL Players Association, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals should all be proud of the emergency action plan that is practiced. These policies are worked on tirelessly by the league and the union agreed upon and then practiced by these medical professionals when nobody's looking. And hopefully, of course, they're never actually going to have to use what they're practicing. But what an amazing example of heroism and, and also um, responsibility, duty carried out to the highest possible order here. And also the, the human emotions that you saw in the field. Uh, it's never going to leave me. Josh Allen said it best when he said that some people are going to be permanently changed by this forever from what they saw on the field that night. Speaking especially about the the players and the staff members who were standing right there witnessing it. And Sean McDermott having the first reaction that he needs to be at the hospital with DeMar and that he can't be coaching the game. And then the players deciding they will not go back on the field. Zach Taylor, the the Bengals coach, uh, being so empathetic and crossing the field to, to help Be there for Sean McDermott and the Bills. The Bengals captains, led by Joe Burrow, going over to the Bills' locker room to have that conversation before the decision was made. And ultimately, the NFL arriving at the correct conclusion. Um, You know, plenty of people on ESPN from um, Joe Buck to Booger McFarland to Ryan Clark and Scott Van Pelt, and everyone associated with that broadcast, Adam Schefter. And all the way down the list, Lisa Salters, you know, just so many people I think showed in that moment um where their hearts were, and it was with that young man and nowhere else. There will be another time that I think on here where I will address the five minute restart suggestion, whether or not that was made um you know, but I think that I want my main point and I think everybody's main understanding here should be a lot of people did great work here and, uh, the violence of football, we can unpack that. And I will unpack that at another time, but, um, not even going to have another guest on or have a guest on this week because the, the workload and the emotions of, Standing there and talking to guys like Nick McLeod and Isaiah Hodgins and Jack Anderson. Um, First of all, really appreciate the Giants public relations staff, the Giants team, and the Giants players for being so open and honest on Wednesday of this week. Which, given the Giants many connections from their Buffalo Bills days to DeMar Hamlin and that organization, was just a really difficult day. And again, the positive news that keeps coming our way on DeMar and the fact that he's now talking to people, everybody is just so uplifted and thrilled and and happy. Um, But in those moments, you really saw uh, raw emotion and the human side that we should just never lose sight of here in the game of football. And um, with that, Want to talk a little football before I get out of here on a on a quick talking ball? Uh, first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport for any game Im- imaginable. Easy for you to say. With the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code believe that's all caps B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And where the game starts in week 18 is some teams need to rest. Some teams need to prioritize their health. And I I'm here to tell you that I expect the Giants to to rest a lot of players against the Philadelphia Eagles, even though the Eagles are going for the number one seed in the NFC. Brian Dable held it close to the vest all week, uh, but I expect a lot of guys to either play a little bit or not at all. I would include Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, left tackle Andrew Thomas, right guard Mark Lewinsky, center John Feliciano, defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. Linebacker Jalen Smith, maybe even safety Julian Love and captain, um, and that's just that's just a short list. I mean, even Daniel Bellinger, I could see um, the rookie tight end. He's been really valuable as well. I could see him uh, getting a breather. Again, you only have so many players on the roster, so um, will some people play a handful of snaps? You know, maybe that happens. But um, I fully expect the Giants to rest guys to call up Davis Webb and uh, an extra defensive tackle, Jack Heflin from the practice squad. So I think that's the, how they handle that. As far as the scheduling decisions made by the league competition committee and ownership on how to proceed given the cancellation of the Bills and Bengals game, um, nothing's perfect. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here thinking that I want to harshly judge any decision that was reached on the Friday after that Monday night game was was postponed and then eventually canceled. Um, I think that it is interesting and a little bit curious that they went out of their way to do the coin flip scenario in case the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens end up meeting in the playoffs and the Ravens have beat the Bengals twice. That's an interesting idea considering that the rule book is much more cut and dried on win percentage determining who wins a division regardless of how many games have been finished and then who therefore would have home field in that game. It's a little curious, but um, I was able to be on a conference call at the end of the week with Rich McKay from the competition committee and the Atlanta Falcons as well as Commissioner Roger Goodell and others from the league and McKay clarified that essentially this was an extenuating circumstance. They know that the rulebook exists to govern uh, the potential for not every team to finish the schedule, but he was clearly intimating that the, even the words in the rulebook that we intend to be governing all circumstances don't always, uh, can't always fully apply to every circumstance that might be unforeseen. Um, And certainly the way that the league and football and the world was caught off guard by the severity of this situation, the grave nature of it, uh, of Hamlin fighting for his life, losing a pulse on the field, and then um, the league looking at this and saying, we want to be fair to as many parties as possible, and we know it's not going to be perfect you know, I think that finding a potential neutral site resolution to an AFC championship game rather than screwing around with the decision of who gets home field and not with the number one seed in the AFC, I understand why they went that way. And frankly, as somebody who is not only paid to have opinions and informed opinions on the NFL, but also who works very hard to gain as much knowledge on all these topics as possible. And I typically have will take a side on an issue when I am informed, and I'm not afraid to take a strong stance on either side if I firmly believe that it's true or that an argument supports it. But in this scenario, I look at this and I say, I'm not sure I would do a better job if I were sitting in their seats right now on those decisions. Um, I think that the decision of how to proceed with the schedule uh, is one that no one would be prepared for at this moment. And certainly that's their job. That's their task in the league um, is to handle these situations. But it did go to a vote. The owners voted. Um, It passed barely. Got 25 votes when it needed 24, according to Pro Football Talk. Um, But Rich McKay did say on that call, That as far as the neutral site AFC championship game resolution goes, he said that the Bills, the Bengals, and the Kansas City Chiefs all indicated that they would be okay with that as a resolution, which eventually passed. It's possible they won't even need to use that and need to resort to that depending on the results of week 18. But even if they didn't vote for it, all of those clubs agreed to that being the case. Now the Bengals' dismay over the coin flip scenario with the Ravens—they can solve that by beating the Ravens in Week 18. And, um, you know, I think there's there's a lot to think about and process with this. I think this is a story we're going to be talking about for a long time, even though it's of course a huge relief that. Young Damar Hamlin is talking to his teammates and feeling better. Um, You know, I think that there will be a time to talk about, you know, consequences, longer term, uh, you know, policy conversations and everything with regards to that. But right now, I think I want to keep the focus on um, Denny Kellington, the Buffalo Bills training staff, the medical professionals who saved Damar Hamlin's life. And the excellent leadership that I saw um, throughout the NFL, especially on the field from the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And now I can feel especially excited, though, when we turn to actual football to cover a playoff team for the first time since 2016. (laughs) Because let me tell you something. The Giants losing has been a drag on everybody. and You know, we'll do more on the Giants playoff matchup and a huge playoff preview for the entire NFL um, next week. We'll dive into all the matchups. We'll go into our predictions for what's going to go down. Uh, We'll dig into the Giants matchup a little bit because I'll obviously be in their building all week before heading likely to Minneapolis for a Giants-Vikings rematch if it's not Giants-49ers. um. But I'll just say that it's a great feeling to be covering a team that is overachieving, that is playing meaningful football into January. And I don't take for granted ever the opportunity to cover this league, to cover this team, and to be able to share my thoughts on football with you. Um, again, apologize for no guest this week and for a more somber tone. But the, the grind of this and the efforts that I have made and everybody has made to gather information from the doctors at the hospital in Cincinnati, from the NFL, from the NFL PA, from the teams that we cover, from players who have uh, really struggled to share their versions of events. And even you know somebody like the giant safety, Jason Pinnock, uh, who played at Pittsburgh with Demar Hamlin, still has not spoken publicly uh, at least in the in the locker room about it, and I can completely understand that and honor that. Um, you know, who knows if if and when he'll be prepared to talk about it, even with Hamlin recovering. But I bring all that up again just to say, the emotions of this week have been draining. Even though I don't know DeMar Hamlin personally, I know plenty of people who do, and covering the game and being in the league, you know, we all have a, a role to play. But uh, it's so encouraging to me that everybody was together on, on this, on DeMar's recovery, on supporting him. And that's why his foundation raising millions and millions of dollars, if that doesn't make you smile or bring tear to your eye, then nothing will. I think we're all rooting for number three. I think we're all rooting for DeMar Hamlin. And NFL fans everywhere want their own teams to win. But I think I can sit here and say that if the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl this year, I don't think there's going to be anybody who begrudges them that moment and as many moments as they want after that. Still a long way to go. Can't wait for this playoff ride. I'm excited for DeMar Hamlin, especially to hopefully continue to recover and hopefully live a full and happy life. Again, kudos to the professionals who saved his life. To the teams on the field, and to Damar for fighting so hard, and for the NFL um, and these protocols enacting that helped save a young man's life and and get us to this point. That'll be it for talking ball this week. For my Pat's picks, please go to my Instagram account at pl on NFL. We're trying to get back to five hundred for the year. Uh, picks are brought to you by Bet Online. And I guess I'll I'll just, I'll throw you three quick ones right now. I actually already posted these picks. I like the Giants to cover the 14 point spread, even though they're going to rest a lot of guys. Tyrod Taylor is a real NFL quarterback. My best bet is the Minnesota Vikings. It was only four um, over the Bears. I think it's moved to six and a half. Still love it against Nathan Peterman and the Bears. And the third one I'll give you, let's see. Well, I'll give you the the bills covering against the Patriots. I mean, I think that team is going to be raring to go. And Josh Allen said they'll be ready. Sean McDermott says they'll be ready, and I'll believe him. And I'll leave you with this. The Green Bay Packers, my Super Bowl prediction, they might get in the playoffs. That Packers-Raiders prediction looked bad, right? Hey, the, the Raiders prediction still looks bad. It'll always look bad. But Green Bay... They're a win away from getting into the playoffs. And then my Super Bowl team is in. And if Aaron Rodgers is in, you never know. That'll do it. Thanks for joining me. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.